I have more fondness for it than George does. The movie? Yeah, it's terrible. Oh, but... it's so great, though. He doesn't know what it is he's saying or doing that's drawing the ire of the bullies in his class. What? Well, it's clearly the haircut. <laughs> Man, blood really pops on the snow, doesn't it? I love blood spatter on snow. This film is just the absolute ultimate in mean girl cinema. Yeah. And this is the scene that does it. And we're back <laughs> for Fry Club, Gateway Film Center. Yay! High Street, Columbus, Ohio, for Fry Club Live, and we love it. This is uh, for the second or third time we've moved to Friday night. Mm-hmm. Love that. And we've got something that we've only done a few times in the years that we've had Fright Club. We have a premiere have a of premiere. a brand new movie. We're very excited about this. When we were, um, when Chris Hamill and I were talking about what films we were going to program, and he said, hey, in October, uh, if you don't mind moving from the second week to the first week, you could probably premiere Piggy. And I was just like, do it! Get it for me! <laughs> and then I would just check back practically. Are we doing Piggy? And I just, I, I've never stalked him about anything like I have about this. Hey, remember that time you promised me Piggy? And he's like, I didn't promise you anything, <laughs> freak. But anyway, guess what we have? And it, and it's really cool because some <laughs> of you here may remember this started from, this is a the feature from a short that was shown here at Gateway for Nightmares Film Festival. They showed the Piggy short they did. a couple of years ago. So they it's, did. it's very cool that we get to premiere it here tonight back at Gateway for the feature-length version. And it's always it's always a little dangerous when somebody expands a short because you think, okay, are they going to just make filler to turn a 20-minute no. short into an hour-and-a-half movie? No. You'll no. find out tonight it's not. It's not filler at all. It's killer, it not is. filler. That's right. Uh, and, and you'll find that. So we're going to show that as we're going to talk about Bullies and Mean Girls in Horror. But before that, we want to say thank you for the great time we had last time right here at Gateway as we did Fright Club Live with Black Coat's Daughter. Yes, that was super fun. We talked about Satanists and Satanism in movies. And it's funny because our friend Timothy Troy posted that he was excited to listen to it because that was his favorite sort of subgenre. Yeah. But he never said if he liked the podcast or not. <laughs> or if he agreed. Well. Huh. <laughs> but it was great to see Black Coat's Daughter yeah. again on the big screen. It was and a I great, think, it's, a ba- it's a great movie for the big screen. And I think people liked it. Yeah, uh, they seemed to. Yeah, and I, I, we were talking about this a little bit in Happy Hour because as we tape this, right now, this was the opening day for the new Hellraiser. Yeah. So. Who has seen the new Hellraiser? Did you jump in today yet? No, nobody. Nobody. Nobody what? yet. Well, that's great. It's awesome. It's so good. It is awesome. We loved it. We're both big fans of the original Hellraiser, yeah. and I think it, this is not going to disappoint anyone. No. If you like the first oh one. Oh my God, it's so good. It's really fantastic. And so, the the creature design is glorious. Yeah, and so is the box. The box is a little different. Yeah. Once once they open it. Yeah. So, but we're not going to say anything about no. that. Except enjoy it. Yes, we um, loved it. Okay, so we're talking about bullies and mean girls, which ties right in to the movie tonight. Um, and there's a lot, a lot of possibilities. And so you, you had some that were worth a mention but didn't quite make the cut, correct? Yes. So many, in fact, that I have to pick up the paper because I couldn't remember them off the top of my head. So I'm disappointing in myself. Unfriended. Not everybody liked that one. I enjoyed that one. I did, too. And yeah. I, I actually liked the sequel as well. Yeah, right. I, I thought they were both pretty solid. Jawbreaker. Not really a horror movie, but clearly a bullies movie. Jennifer's Body and The Craft. But There's yeah. one you may have missed called Mon 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 Monster, which I recommend. It's a uh, it's a Japanese film, and uh, I recommend it. Hashtag horror. Somebody we were just talking about Chloe Sevigny earlier, and she's in that one. That's a pretty good one. Hashtag horror. Unhuman, The Shed, 
and Teddy. So these were all ones that kind of bounced around. I had around forgotten in my head about the shit. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm kind of surprised because I know you have a lot of love for Jennifer's body. I'm surprised yeah. they didn't make it. I like it too. Yeah. I'm a big fan, yeah. but these are good. The ones we have, these are good, and they're they're a little bit more. I mean, they're a little bit more bully centric. I mean, I, she's a mean girl. Jennifer is a mean yeah. girl, and uh, she turns into a really, really ravenous, <laughs> flesh hungry mean girl. So yeah. yeah, if we'd have gone six, she'd have probably made the list. But I'm not allowed to do fuzzy math. Not on, on the, the lives. We have to keep keep it moving because we've got a we've got a <laughs> deadline to hit. Um, so yeah, well, it it's a great theme because it ties into the movie we're going to show tonight. So let's let's get at it. This is one. Uh, we got a top five of our Mean Girls and Bullies in Horror. And this is a favorite uh, from 1983 at number five. Angela, a shy, traumatized young girl, is sent to summer camp with her cousin. Shortly after her arrival, anyone with sinister or less than honorable intentions toward her gets their comeuppance. Sleepaway camp. So look out, Judy. Hey, Angela. How come you never take showers when the rest of us do? If you're going to rank the bullies, the mean girls in Sleepaway Camp, Judy is clearly the winner. We were talking about it earlier. One of the things that puts Judy ahead of everybody else is how well she rocks that side ponytail. <laughs> and I've always envied it. So, but no, she's she's great. I love that. Huh? Yeah, she's the best. <laughs> um, and it's a fun movie in terms oh, of yeah. that. You know, in terms of you know, uh, one of the reasons that there are so many movies and horror, horror movies with, with mean girls and and uh, and bullies is because i mean the, it power is the whole point of a horror movie who doesn't have it who does have it how they get it and everybody loves a good comeuppance against a mean girl and a bully and so it really fits in well um and it's perfect for this particular film uh she has to be picked on and picked on to the point of finally just breaking and uh man nobody does a better job of it than judy although uh, essentially the whole camp is out to get her yeah pretty much and and uh, actually willie his name is willie cuskin who plays one of the bullied camp boys, apparently actually was bullied during filming, and one of the actors who played a camp counselor had to step in. Oh. And other members took That's it too a far. That's so, Yeah, so there was some, some bullying going on. And one thing I had to mention, and, and you'll know why, uh, when some of the campers, when they're getting off the buses at the beginning of the film, they are relatives of the cast and crew. You say, so what? Well, here's so what. Because that is probably my favorite scene it, it is. in the whole scene. movie. Because if you remember, they're getting off the bus and they're basically <laughs> sprinting and they're just being yelled at to run faster. And I'm, I'm sitting there the last time watching it going, they're, they're sprinting. What do you want? And they're just screaming at them like boot camp drill sergeants. Come on, get moving. And then when their tiny little shorts are just <laughs> running so fast. That struck me the last time when we when we hung out with Felissa Rose and watched it. I, I, I just walked in the theater when that scene was up. And I'm like. What's going on here? <laughs> Which is great. That movie's so great for that because you can do it at any time. Just walk away, then come back and walk in, and you're probably at some batshit crazy scene. A, a yeah. Essentially, no matter what scene it is, your reaction is going to be, what's going on here? <laughs> 
what are you wearing right now? <laughs> Is there anybody here who hasn't seen Sleepaway Camp? <gasps> wow. Okay. Remedy. Remedy that situation. Right. Well, you know what? That's good to know because we won't talk about the thing. No, the we end. won't. We're not going to mention that. We won't. Yeah, we will not. But it's, it is, I have more fondness for it than George does. The movie? The movie Sleepaway Camp? Yeah, it's terrible. Oh, but, it's so great, though. But it's terrible in a, in a good, fun way. Oh, my God. It's just such a, I mean, it's such a train wreck. You like, you watch it and have a stroke. You're like, I don't. What the hell? And it has, in the best way. And it has one of the most iconic twist endings in the history of and, horror. And some of the best kill sequences you'll ever see. It's nuts. Yeah, so we'll leave it at that. Okay. Uh, but, yeah, bullying at number five. It's Sleepaway Camp from 1983. Uh, taking up to, boy, a lot more recent from 2017. Movie set in the summer of 1989. A group of bullied boys. Band, bullied kids, I should say. A group of bullied kids band together to destroy a shape-shifting monster which disguises itself as a clown and preys on the children of Derry, their small main town, It. Are you in there by yourself, Beaverly? Or do you have half the guys in the school with you, huh, slut? I know you're in there, little shit. I can smell you. No wonder you don't have any friends. Which is it, Greta? Am I a slut or a little shit? Make up your mind. You're trash. We just wanted to remind you. Such a loser. <laughs> well, at least now you'll smell better. Gross. Let's go, girls. Have a nice summer, Beverly. I did not choose that clip because they played the cult. I did. <laughs> I did. I love Love Removal Machine. Now, everybody remembers the stone throwing and the, mm-hmm. you know, and the, the bullies with mullets, and for, rightly so. But, uh, you know, I think people forget how bad Beverly had it, too. So I thought, let's watch some random Japanese subtitled <laughs> version of that scene. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it helps, you know, cement her in with the quote-unquote losers. The Losers Club. Yes. Because they're they're looked upon as the Losers Club and, and trying to fight off the fact that they are losers. I mean, it's a theme that permeates the movie, and it helps the especially when they move it. Because I love the fact that they moved it into the 80s yeah, me too. for this. And they, they got the time stamp so right yes. in the way that kids were acting at that time. I mean, I know there's always been bullies, but uh, it just felt really authentic. Yeah. I think that Stephen King had a knack for bullies. Um, he does a really good job. This isn't the only Stephen King that we'll talk about with bullies today. And I, and I think that he does a really good job understanding the dynamic between, you know, that, that he doesn't ever, they're never entirely, they're never one-dimensional, the bullies or the victims. They're never, like, the victims are never complete saints, these kids that are getting picked on. They're never, like, 100% wholesome, good kids. They're just normal human beings, which I always appreciate. And I think that it works out really well in this, I mean, the miniseries from the 90s, it was good. It did a good job with it, but not like this. And the no. kid with the mullet, yeah. who turns out to be, he, you know, sort of Pennywise's uh, minion, yeah. he's great. He really is. And, of course, like all bullies, he's feeling bullied himself. Um, the fact where he has to pass on that sort of, you know, uh, treatment to somebody else. Henry Bowers. Yeah, Henry. And actually in the, in the book, or in the film, Henry, when he carves his name onto Ben's stomach, that's depicted in the film as a random act of cruelty, but in the in the book, uh, Henry targets Ben specifically because he tried to uh, force Ben to let him cheat off him and test, and he wouldn't do it. Oh, oh. so it's a little more of a random bullying in the yeah. movie, but you know it's understandable. You have to cut things. Yeah, uh, uh, have you time. seen that book? It's like five hundred thousand pages <laughs> long. It is. They it made is. two 
full length movies out of it and still had to cut stuff. But it's it's such an effective it's such an effective film, and that's like why. the sex scenes. Thank God. Uh, uh yeah, but I think that's one of the things that made the the second part that much more a little disappointing because man, I was so impressed by this first part. Yes. It just set up. It set the bar so it high. It really did. Not not that the second part was terrible, but no. it was sort of a letdown from right. this. And Henry came back. Yeah. And he still had a mullet. Yeah. <laughs> he did. Uh, that is number number four on our list of bullies and mean girls in horror. It from 2017. So moving up to number three, another favorite of ours. This is from 2008. Oscar, an overlooked and bullied boy, finds love and revenge through Ellie, a beautiful but peculiar girl. Let the right one in. <laughs> Vad duktig du var, grisen. So that is not the best bullying scene in this movie. There's two reasons I chose this. One is the pig thing at the end, because it keeps with our theme. And the other is, if you haven't seen this movie, the best bullying scene I couldn't possibly show you, because right. it ruins a, a masterpiece of a yeah. film. Yeah. So if you haven't seen seen it, see it right away. But also, I think that this gives you it's a give, give, gives you a good setup of poor Oscar, who just doesn't he doesn't know what it is he's saying or doing that's drawing the ire of the bullies in his class. Well, it's clearly the haircut <laughs> that has to have something to do with it. <laughs> but this is and there's a, as we've said many times, there's an, an English language version. Let uh, me in. Let me in, which is also extremely good. It really is. But I do think the bully storyline works better in the original. Yeah, and it's such a big part of the movie between the two characters, uh, Ellie, who you don't see. But it's a it's a such a big reason why he feels so Oscar feels so grateful to have a friend yes and to feel love with yeah. someone and acceptance and it, it's it's such a theme of of how they bond and they're bonding for different reasons but I love this movie I love let me in as well I guess it's this is now also a miniseries it is I think. yeah it's a TV uh, show yeah okay it's just it's such a great story and so well done hey come on in um, and yeah bullying there's a couple of like you just mentioned there's a couple of just classic scenes oh, of yes. bullying and revenge. Yeah, there's are, two really in yeah, particular yeah. that are just stand out. And one of the reasons that the, the so the one um the one works as well as like the first time that Oscar stands up for himself because and a lot of the action in this movie is shot in this way. It's it's from a distance. Yes. It's these great these gorgeous outdoor wide shots yep. and it's always snowy and cold and these small figures in front of you and that's where the violence takes place. And the first time and then man, blood really pops on the snow, doesn't it? I love blood spatter on snow, <laughs> and you've got a lot of it in this movie. You do. Uh, and so there's one scene where he f first stands up for himself that's great, but then the other, of course, and then we're not going to talk too much about it again if you haven't seen it, it takes place in a pool, and it's easily the best scene ever shot in a pool. And the great thing about it was when, I th when we saw the second one for the first time, I thought, how are they going to yeah. top? And it's not like they topped it, but they made – a subtle change that was also very effective. Yes. So so really well done. But, yeah, uh, both of them. We love yeah, both those movies. But bullying such a such such a theme in this one, the connection between the characters. And it's number three, let the right one in from two thousand eight as we talk about bullies and mean girls in horror. And we'll go up to number two, and this is the one we're gonna see tonight, so we're not gonna talk much about it. An overweight teen is bullied by a clique of cool girls poolside while holidaying in her village, and the long walk home will change the rest of her life. It's piggy. <laughs> Yeah, it's so 
is this is really really effective, and it's led by just a fantastic lead performance by Laura Galan. Mm-hmm. Is that her name? Um, which I think you'll you'll see. She's she's fantastic, and it's uh, it's a movie we had heard a, a little bit about it beforehand. That it got brutal. It's nasty, and for a while when we we're watching it the first time, I thought, does it? Does it? And then it does. So uh, hang in there because it's coming. Yeah, we don't want to say anything about it because we know you probably haven't seen it because this is the premiere and we're Yay! very excited. Um, but we have gotten a chance to see it, and it's it's amazing. I mean, I'm so thrilled to get to watch it with you guys. Yeah, and as you can tell from the trailer, bullying is a major part of this as yes. well. Um, yeah. The way they, they treat her, and it, it's great. Part of the performance is so, as you mentioned earlier today when we were uh, taping our other podcast, so much of her lead performance is, is silent. It's in her face. And how she she knows what they're saying yeah, to her. Yeah, she barely speaks until yeah. about forty five minutes into this movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's an amazing performance. It's and, incredible. Yeah. And we hope that you'll come down afterwards and tell us a little bit about what you thought. Yeah, please. We'd love to have you on the podcast afterwards. And also the uh, relationship with her mother. Oh yeah. Is also very uh, important to this as well. So so we will move on. But be sure to come down. We'll talk about it afterwards. We'd love to get your uh, thoughts on Piggy. That is number two. <laughs> 90 minutes later, and be aware, there are spoilers for the movie Piggy in this discussion. That is writer-director Carlotta... Pereira. Pereira. That's well done. It is well done. Yeah. There's so much. It was really interesting to see it again and to catch some other things. I was really impressed with, especially at the end. I mean, you don't know what what she shot, right? No, you don't. I mean, you don't. And she lets you... Hang on that question just long enough, yeah. Uh, because you could go either way. Yeah, it's pretty impressive, and and you see what I mean by it, it builds up to that brutality. It takes a little while, but it gets there. It does, and we were talking about this earlier. Uh, I think that that's really important. The first, you know, I don't know, thirty or forty minutes of the movie, what happens to Sarah is horrifying, just horrifying, heartbreaking, and awful, and. And it has to be because when she doesn't do anything, you think, like when you watch the trailer, they're like, wow, she didn't do anything. But you know what? When you get to that moment in the film, obviously, she's terrified of this man. But at the same time, you're like, I don't know that I would want to help that girl either. You know, which is, I mean, it's a, it's a hard moment to get to. But I think this film does a really nice job of getting you to that moment. Yeah, and telling you things without telling you things. Yeah. Um, obviously, there's a, you, can, you can assume a lot about the killer. Yeah. Uh, that there, he sees a lot maybe of himself. You can imagine that he was bullied. Maybe, maybe not. But you can, why is he... Is he coming to her aid like that? Um, and and then, then there's the, the uh, relationship with her own her mother. mom, yeah. Uh, which made me think of Carrie yeah. in a different way. Because, yeah, in a different way. Yeah. I mean, because this one was much more like garden variety. Yeah. You know, where the mom is just like, oh, I, uh, I didn't say anything. Well, you just wait. You know, and you think, boy, that's the worst possible response to this. Like, that's, what's the matter with you? But uh, it, unlike Carrie, oh, which is brilliant. But, I mean, you're like, no, I buy that. Like, this is exactly the defensive, you just embarrass me in front of the town kind of response. Yeah. And then at the end, when she's on the floor, you're like, no, she does love her. I mean, it's a very, I think, layered and emotional film. Yeah, and there's so much, you know, we talk a lot about visual storytelling. Love it. When that early shot when she's 
diving and you see the other guy in the football. See the lifeguard. Oh. See the lifeguard down there and she doesn't. <laughs> she doesn't see it. Nice yeah. shot. It's so great. It's a nice yeah. shot. Love that. Um, so what I want to say about was the end, you know, he drives up on his motorcycle and says, it's all over now. She's covered in blood. He doesn't question anything. I mean, how does he not have know what's going on? I love you. So there are two things about that last scene. First of all, one of is that it made me think immediately of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, yeah. which is one of my favorite movies. And there's a lot of butchering in it. But also, you know, when she finally gets away, she's yeah. just covered in blood and a little bit crazy. Yeah. Um, but you don't know what the truck driver thinks as he's driving her off, you know, whereas this one you get like the handsome young white man was like, oh, you're fine. It's all fine. You know what? Like 15 minutes ago, you totally fucked me with the cops. Yeah. You suck. It's a very it's a fascinating. And then, you know, I think it's a nice echo of early in the film when Claudia is is riding away in the back of his bike and all happy and puts her face in the back of his, you know, but it's it's a it's a it's the completely opposite moment. I like the reintroduction. Just when I was worrying, what happened to the little brother? Oh, yeah. he had to go use the restroom. <laughs> oh, what about the bull? Oh, there's the bull. Yeah. Oh, what about Claudio? Oh, there's Claudio. They keep popping back up. I loved the, the horn, right? Just the bull's horn. That's what she sees when she wakes up for just a second, like through the windshield. That was a good visual. Yeah, and it's just really when you think about that this is an expansion of a short. Yeah. It, it's so fleshed out now now maybe you know a lot of people a lot of filmmakers have the feature in mind before they do the short and, and that may be but even so anytime that you can expand a short like this and none of it you can't you can't think of any of it as filler no at all. oh my it's god it's all no. so necessary yeah it really uh, is in telling the story that it's uh, it's it's so impressive so I just want to say again, though, that lead performance was just she's great, just magnificent. She's great, just magnificent. Yeah. Isn't she great? Well, I I think something with this movie that you don't see with a lot of them is you know keeping the agency with Sarah. Yeah, is you know so much. I think Hope brought up, especially with Carrie, is the the idea of Sue Snell. You know, coming in and being like being almost this this hero character coming in like I'm I'm the person that's yeah I'm sort of with the bullies, but I'm not. I don't really care about them, and the that's just as shitty as being a bully too. You you didn't say anything. And Claudia in this in this movie, and the, the idea that she's this victim, and yeah, she is. And the idea that there's a serial killer out there trying to victimize these women out there, but she was just as shitty as to Sarah as all the other girls were. But the movie wisely keeps all the agency with Sarah throughout the entire movie. That like, yeah, okay, there's this quote unquote hero serial killer that is victimizing that is killing all the people that victimize Sarah but yeah he's just as terrible as everyone else and she's not on board with what he is doing you know as well he's he's quote-unquote saving her and she's like I you know I don't need saving but it's it's unspoken like you know hope brought up with the 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 loss of dialogue throughout the movie there's so much that's said throughout the movie with just dialogue or not dialogue but you know the visuals throughout there it's it's so great it is, you know, and I love that the filmmaker really complicates all of the uh, individual characters, you know, and that that she, um, Sarah, I mean, she masturbates thinking about the moment of intimacy that she had with a man who's a horrible murderer, who's who's murdered the, the lifeguard. You know what I mean? Didn't just save her from the bullies, didn't just sort of, you know, uh, take vengeance on her behalf, but is a horrible person. 
but she had this connection with it she's not had with anybody else. And I love I love the way the film complicates all of the characters. But you're right, Brandon. I I love the Sue Snell slash Claudia idea because it's the Claudia of the Mean Girls who hurts you the most. Sure. The one who was your friend in the fourth grade yep. who all of a sudden, you know, it isn't because, and she's not just, she's not, she doesn't just stand by, she takes the towel. Yeah, she takes the towel. Which is the last horrible, The last most, indignity. Yeah, it was. Yeah. The last because indignity. Because you can tell when they're in the in the butcher's shop because the, the dad is, he's friendly to her. Yeah. Like, oh, we're, we're, we're all friends. And so you know there's some history there. They've got the that bracelet. They, that they, yeah, they got the bracelet that they used to be friends. So yeah, that's the, that's the, the cruelest cut. Yeah, it is. For sure. Uh, one thing I got to give props for is the script, like how pretty much like the first third of the movie introduces you to all the characters and doesn't show you a lot of like the shock and gore until later on in the movie. That way you feel for like Sarah and how she's bullied with sure. by the others and even her mother as well. So like which makes her even much more of a complex character. And I got to give props to the actress for that. Uh, so like with all these movies, I like how they put you in her shoes. So you're feeling all of her feelings as they happen and without being spoilery i like how you think you know who she is because you have put up with all this through the movie then at the end of the movie it shows shows her true character and it kind of surprises you and kind of makes you look at yourself a little bit like i did like yeah i guess i'm kind of shitty too (laughs) i don't know (laughs) that's what i liked about it yeah because anytime there's a a comeuppance story you kind of want, oh, you, you want to see them get theirs. But then at the end, the choice she makes, like, like we talked about a little bit earlier, uh, the director, the, the filmmaker, just leaves it enough beats where you don't know yeah. what exactly did she do. I, I like how Hope was talking about how the characters are complicated because uh, how they complicate everything because you start this movie out like, I've seen this movie before. This poor girl has been abused and now it's time for her to exact her revenge and that's not what happens at all and you don't see that coming and it really is unlike any of these type of movies before it, it really takes that turn and gives it that twist and layers that you've not seen with this and i thought it was fantastic but no. you know even early on you know the hunting there was like a hunting you gotta go so you know that by the time she grabs that gun she does know what she's doing yeah i'm glad you guys liked it and uh it's anytime we have a a premiere, we're excited, and uh, because they've not all gone over this well. <laughs> I'm thinking of The Dead Don't Die, but that's all right. <laughs> I think the audience liked The Dead Don't we, Die. We know, I know we did. <laughs> but, I know uh, I did. Yes, I know I did, too. Well, great. Thank you so much, guys, for coming out. This was, uh, this was a, a lot of fun, and uh, I'm glad we got to premiere it tonight. Actually, it's, it's uh, in limited theaters this weekend and it's going to go wide next weekend yeah so by next week starting next friday it'll have a a full run here as we move up to number one because oh we got a few minutes left here and you can probably guess the number one bullies and mean girls in horror carrie a shy friendless teenage girl who is sheltered by her domineering religious mother unleashes her telekinetic powers after being humiliated by her classmates at her senior prom 1976 carrie
and I went back and forth. To be honest with you, I went back and forth between between this and Piggy for number one. But I think, and and I and I've said this before. This is this film is just the absolute ultimate in Mean Girls cinema. Yeah. And this is the scene that does it. And the thing is, it's such a great introduction to the film. It's the first scene in the movie. Holy shit! And then also to this character because you're like, how do you not know what's going on right mm-hmm. now? And, uh, and it just tells you, I think, so much about who she is and where she comes from and what they're going to introduce us to soon. And, of course, just like Piggy, there's some issues with the mom. I don't know if oh. you know that. <laughs> <laughs> and it takes us back to that golden age when gym teachers slapped their students. Mm. Uh, which yeah. was <laughs> she? She slept at least two people oh, in this yeah. movie. Oh yeah, yeah, it's pretty great. Betty Buckley, yeah, fantastic. Yeah, but yeah, obviously bullying is is a huge part of this huge. because not only is she being bullied, obviously from that iconic scene that we just saw, but then how they trick her to make her think, of course, that she's accepted, and oh, yeah. then the oh, fact the fact that she's not just puts her over the edge and unleashes the uh, the hellfire and the <laughs> the uh, powers. So it's a major, major thread that the entire movie is is built on yeah and of course sissy spacek was nominated for an oscar for this and she's amazing and I mean, so was she's, piper laurie she was yeah um and i do think that the you know pj souls with that stupid hat she makes a great bully chris mm-hmm. hargison and billy dolan john travolta john travolta yeah i mean that's it's a really really well cast movie and it's such a great 70s movie it's such a 70s movie all these girls are showing up to do like calisthenics after work without bras on. Wow, the seventies must have been so sore. <laughs> and everybody, all the teachers, everybody's smoking. Oh yeah. You know when they're in that scene where oh, yeah. uh, Betty Cassie, Buckley keeps Cassie calling her White, Cassie. Yeah. There's yeah. just butts everywhere. Yeah, it's it's an, an incredible timestamp. But it, you know, there's there's so many um, scenes and, and and movies where kids are known to be to be cruel. Mm-hmm. But it's just it it's so realized here because they they're not only cruel but they're they're organized cruel. Yeah. You know, they set this up in this outlandish prank with the with the pig's blood and everything and it's just so heartbreaking. It really is, but this first scene um and and of course so they remade it and then they so they remade it with uh Chloe Grace Moretz. They also mm-hmm. remade it with um uh from May uh thank you a- Angela Battis. It's been remade a number of times. This scene strikes me in the original as being unnervingly authentic. Mm. I mean, aside from the sort of cheesecloth tampon ad kind of a uh, Brian De Palma touch to the actual shooting of it, because it feels spontaneous. And about half of these girls, Sue Snell among them, they don't even really recognize that what they're doing is horrifying mm-hmm. and will scar and traumatize this poor girl the rest of her life. That she thinks she's dying, and instead of helping her, they're making fun of her. Like, what, what they're doing right now is the worst thing most people will ever do in their whole lives. And half of these girls don't even know it. They just, it doesn't dawn on them what they're doing. Yeah. And I think that that, for me, and it's to me, it's the most incredibly impressive opening to a film. You know, you just what you know when you start this movie is not only is this movie going to scare the shit out of me, it is going to break my heart. But as you alluded to earlier, it also sets up those questions about the character of Carrie. Like, right. why why doesn't she know what's happening? Yeah. What the hell is going on with her? And then, of course, you find out how sheltered she is uh, by her mother. So, yeah, it sets up so much in the opening scene. But it's such an, an incredible display of, of, of cruelty. And bullying, and and you, you always bring up Sue Snell because Sue Snell, you know, because <laughs> the worst thing you can do in a horror movie is change your mind and be nice to the outsider. That's the worst thing. And in real life, 
please try and do that. But in a horror movie, you will be repaid with bloodletting. <laughs> so number one on our list of mean girls and bullies in horror is Carrie. And we just got a few minutes to go, so we got to get moving. We've got, um, yeah, Piggy coming up here in just a few minutes. So please, oh, please come down, especially since it's, since it's a premiere. Uh, we want to get your thoughts on uh, the movie afterwards. And if you don't have a Fright Club button, we got a few left. Pick it up. So just a reminder that coming up very soon, if you don't know, Nightmares Film Festival right here at Gateway Film Center. Such a tremendous film festival right here in our backyard. I mean, we would say that even if our movie was not going to play in it. But, but it, it is. is. So, so thank you. We've got the, the trailer. The, the trailer for Obstacle Corpse. Uh, it's going to play the premiere October 21st right here, 10 p.m., at Nightmares Film Festival, and we have a trailer to show. When was the last time you did something for the first time? Do you remember that thrill, that rush of adrenaline? How far are you willing to go to get that back? Is he smoking? How hard could you push yourself to find the warrior that's been in you all along? Are you ready for this? Are you the predator or the prey? Have you seen a couple of runners? A uh, nerdy man bleeding. He's with a little skinny woman, not yet bleeding. I hate to say it, friend, but I'm not taking my chances with Chef Boyardee out there. That man is terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> Yay! Written and directed by Hope Madden, and we filmed that uh, this earlier this May. We did. Uh, and did you notice the person jumping over fire? That was me, because if the real person got caught on fire and died, we would be in a shitload of trouble. So we thought <laughs> I could get caught on fire and die, and that would be less of a problem. But so you anyway, didn't, which I was didn't. nice. I didn't. I did so not. So yeah, we're gonna have that premiere Friday night, October twenty-first, ten o'clock, right here. Followed by a Q and A. Followed by a little party. That's right. After that, because we cannot believe this is actually fucking a movie. done. <laughs> <laughs> has uh, taken over our lives for the last two years, and uh, but you know what? It, it's it's really fun. It's it a is fun really movie. fun, and it's a whole bunch of the cast will be here, and they are magnificent. They really are. They're, They're great. so great. They're great. There's some great kills, some great uh, blood effects done yeah. by the great uh, David Greathouse. David Greathouse. So I, th you I, know, hope, Tusk, I hope you'll come. The Kevin Smith movie Tusk. The same guy that did the makeup effects for Tusk did our makeup effects, which yeah. is insane. I know. Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. It's about 85 minutes. It moves. It's funny. There's a lot of blood, a lot of killing. 31 uh, people. We kill 31 people yeah. in, in under 90 <laughs> minutes. Including very me. That's right. George dies. <laughs> yeah, he does. So, uh, that's a good thing. <laughs> so come on out and, and just... Overall, and if you don't know, Nightmares Film Festival is just yes. a fantastic horror film festival. So come out and check. You'll be you'll see a ton of great shorts and a ton of great uh, films, feature films, and make a lot of great friends. So looking yeah. forward to that. And next time after that, we're going to have the next Fright Club Live is going to be on November fourth, and we're going to talk about Conjuring's Gone, gone Wrong and watch Deathgasm. That's, that's a fun movie. It is very Death fun. Death Cam is a fun movie, so especially to see with a crowd. Yeah. So we hope you come back. All right, we got a movie to show. Come on down afterwards, and we'll talk about Piggy. Until then, we hope to see you at Nightmares Film Festival. She is Hope Madden. He's George Wolf. And this is the Fright Club Podcast. Save